Okay, good evening everyone. Bruchim Abayim. Welcome, thank you for coming. Tonight's show is being sponsored by our good friend, Rav David Richter, as a Suda Saida, as a uh, Suda of gratitude to Rav Hashem for sparing him from a certain episode. Car accident? Car accident. Um, Hashem should always watch over him, protect him from any mishaps. Vimale Hashem kol mishalas libach. David has always been a very uh, good recruiter for the shul and for the shir. Kane Yerbu. Okay. Rabbi say we usually have the shir on a Wednesday night, and by the time Wednesday night comes, I've had the opportunity perhaps to say over some of the ideas to uh, people, to audiences, and it's, uh, the ideas are somewhat um, more developed and polished. But Baruch Hashem, this week... This is uh, information that you are the first individuals to be able to uh, hear this information. And if, uh, to really get the, derive the most benefit from tonight's share, you have to pay very close attention. Because we're going to be learning a lot of information. And each piece of information in and of itself has value. But to gain the full appreciation of the share, you need to see how all the, piece, the, all the pieces fit together. Okay. We all know the Shabbos, Habaleinu Lataiva, is called Shabbos Nachamu. After the Haftarah, that we lane the Shabbos Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, where the Rebani Shalalam consoles Kla Yisrael. It's the week after Tishabav, and we have a tradition that we lane Parshas, that we lane a Haftarah of Nachamu, the consolation for the Chorbe Mesa Mikdash. That we're all familiar with. What many may not be familiar with is just like we have a tradition to always lane Parshas. Um, Nachamu, Torah of Nachamu. After Tishabav, we equally have a tradition that the parsha that we lane right after Tishabav is Parsha Svaschanan. Every single year, the parsha that we lane right after Tishabav is Parsha Svaschanan. And in fact, the Shochanach tells us, if you look at number two, Shochanach tells us this is our tradition. This is not just coincidental. This is not just something that can happen. This is specifically orchestrated and designated as the parsha that we lane immediately following Tishabav. Shochanach writes in Simon Tav Chavches, Tishabav Kaidem Vaschanan. Tishabav immediately proceeds Vaschanan. And in fact, the Shochanach goes so far as to say that there is a remez to remember that immediately after Tishabav is parsha Vaschanan, and the remez is the following: Sumu. Tzitzaylu. Tzumu means fast. Tzaylu means pray. What does this mean? Tzaymu. The Taz and the Magen Abraham explain. Tzumu means fast. When do we fast? Tishabav. Tzaylu and pray, that refers to Vaschanan. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu says, Vaschanan el Hashem ba'esahileimar. Of course, this week's Pasha talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu pleads with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam to be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. And unfortunately, Hashem was not able to Accede to the request of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was not allowed entrance into Eretz Yisrael. This is the remez that the Shulchan Aruch gives. This is also brought down by the Torah. Tzaymu v'tzaylu. Fast and pray. Tishavav v'eschana. And what we want to try to understand is, if the Shulchan Aruch is giving us a remez, if the Torah is giving us a remez, there has to be a deeper meaning to the remez. It's not just some arbitrary, you know, quick, easy way to remember there has to be a deeper meaning. There's something, there's some connection between the fasting on Tishabav and the prayer of Moshe Rabbeinu Vaschanan. Especially because this remez that Chazal are giving us, first Tishabav and then Vaschanan, it's not Saimu Vitsaloi, fast and a prayer. Vitsailu is a command. It's saying you should pray. After Tishavav, the Remez is telling us, Tzaymu, you should fast, Bitsailu, and you should pray. Somehow, the Shulchan Aruch is giving us a command that just as Moshe Rabbeinu prayed to be able to enter Eretz Yisrael, the Shulchan Aruch is commanding us, after Tishavav, Bitsailu, pray. Pray to be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. We have to try to understand this. Okay. We know when we say Kiyoshima, after we say the first parsha of Pasuk of Shema, before we say the Yohavta, what do we say? 
Baruch Shem Kvayd Machus Eleilam Ba'ed. And we, our custom is we say it quietly. What's the reason for this minhag? Right? If you look in Shema, in this week's parsha, right? Shema is, I believe, that Shishi in this week's parsha. You look at the Pesukim, it says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad, V'yohavta, does not say anything about Baruch Shem Kvayd Machus Eleilam Ba'ed. And yet, whenever we say Kriya Shema, we always insert Baruch Shem Kvayd Machus Eleilam Ba'ed. Where does this come from? So the Gemara tells us in Masech Psachim. The Gemara tells us on Dafnun Vav number 5 that at the end of Yaakov Avinu's life he calls to his children and he says hey, Gather and I want to tell you something. My dear children, I've got something to tell you. You know what I would like to tell you? I would like to tell you when Mashiach is going to come. Right? That's a good scoop. Right? Imagine if Yaakov Avinu would tell us when Mashiach is coming we call up all the journalists, we put it in the paper, right? Oh, it would be all over the radio, you turn on the radio, you hear Mashiach, you know, new report. Late breaking news, Mashiach is coming, this, that's what Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal. He was about to reveal when Mashiach was coming, and what happened? God's presence departed from him. So Yaakov Avinu says, vey, Why is God leaving me at this time? It must be, you know why God is leaving me? Because one of my descendants is not worthy. Just like Avraham had an unworthy descendant, Yishmael. Just like Yitzchak had an unworthy descendant, Esav. So too I must have an unworthy descendant. Someone here, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Reuven, Shemayin, Levi, who the one of you children is obviously not worthy. And that is why God has departed from me. So what did the children of Yaakov Avinu say? The children of Yaakov Avinu said, Shema Yisrael. Listen up, Yisrael. In other words, they're talking to their father. Shema Yisrael is a command to Yaakov Avinu. Shema Yisrael. Listen, Yaakov. Hashem Elokeinu. Just like you only believe in one God, we also only believe in one God. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Just like in your heart there's only belief in one God, in our heart there's only belief in one God. Yaakov Avinu says, yeah, is that the case? Is that so? Is that true that all of you believe in one God? Whereupon Yaakov Avinu made the following declaration. Baruch, Shem, Kavayd, Machosai, Ba'elam Ba'ed. So now we have a, a great dilemma. Our dilemma is, when we say Shema, should we say Baruch Shem, or should we not say Baruch Shem? What should we do? If we're going to say it, but Moshe Avinu never said Baruch Shem, if we're not going to say it, but Yaakov Avinu said it. So therefore, what do we do? We say it quietly. Yeah, we don't know what to do. If we're not going to, if we're going to say Baruch Shem, Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's parasha didn't say Baruch Shem. If we're going to, if we're not going to say it, but Yaakov Avinu said it. So therefore, we make a compromise. We say it quietly. So we just want to address two points on this command. Point number one is. Yaakov Avinu was critical of his children. He says, I don't know what's going on over here. Why is God leaving me? Why is this ha- why has this information, why don't I have access to it anymore, right? Yaakov Avinu was about to give the date of the coming of Mashiach. He had it, it was in his mouth, and then he lost it. You know? So Yaakov Avinu says, it must be one of you guys. It must be someone here who's unworthy. They said, no, 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 no. Shema Yisrael, listen up, Yaakov. Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad. So what's Yaakov's answer? Baruch Shem Kavod Machoselam Bad. You know, what does that, that got to do with the price of tea in China? Yaakov Avinu hears that the Bnei Yisrael were saying, that his children were saying, Shema Yisrael. So what does he say? Blessed is the name of the honor of the kingdom of God forever and ever. I mean, what in the world? What does that No, We don't even know what that means. So say, say thank you. Mm-hmm. What's Baruch Shem? Nobody ever said those words before. Where did Yaakov dream up to say? Baruch Shem, what does that got to do with anything? You want to thank Hashem? Say, Hoydul Hashem Kitav Kilam Chasa. What does Baruch Shem Kloin Machusai have to do with anything? Blessed is the name of the glory of the kingdom of God. I mean, who, we don't even understand what that means. We're, out of the blue, Yaakovino, he, like, he invented a new expression. Baruch Shem Kloin. Where did that come from? And also, what does the Gemara mean? We can't say Baruch Shem because Moshe didn't say it. So what? So what if Moshe didn't say it? But Yaakov said it. When Ma- did Moshe Rabbeinu say you're not allowed to say it? He just didn't say it. He had something against Baruch Shem. He had nothing against it. He happened in the Torah. It happened not to be there. 
But we know Yaakov Avinu said it. You know what? If it's good enough for Yaakov, it's good enough for me. I mean, did Moshe Rabbeinu say you're not allowed to say Baruch Hashem? He just omitted it. Okay. Well, what's the problem with saying the Baruch Hashem? Okay. The beginning of this week's parasha begins, Vo'es Hanan El Hashem Vo'es Ahilema. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I daven to Hashem at that time saying. What did Moshe Rabbeinu daven? He said like this, Hashem Aleichem, God, Ata Hachiloisa you have begun to show your servant. Es Godlacha, your greatness. Vias Yodcha Achazak, and your strong hand. Asher Mikel, Vashemaim Varas, Asher Yasech, and Asech of the Chagroisacha. Who is like you, God? So now that Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, buttered up Hashem, he said, Hashem, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. Now Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, comes in for the punch. Evrana, please let me cross over. The era that I should see. Es Haaretz, Hatoiva. Right? I want to cross the Jordan. I want to see the great mountain. What's the great mountain? What's Levanoin? You know, when Hashem, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. Okay, now's the time. Please let me go into Israel. I want to see the Beis HaMikdash. So what did Hashem say? By Yisaber Hashem be l'manchem. Hashem got angry at me because of Chayisa. By Yemer Hashem Eli, Hashem said to me, Rav Lach, enough, stop davening. Al Toisef Daber Eli, Oshad Daber Zai. I don't want to hear another word, Moshe. Don't even open up your mouth to say one more word. You want to go into Israel? Keep your mouth closed. That's the beginning of the parasha. That's the beginning of the parasha. Moshe Abenu praises God. Then he says, Hashem, please let me in. I want to see the base of English. Hashem says. Not only are you not going to say this, but don't you dare say one more word. Don't open up your mouth. Says the Gemara, you know what you learned from here? Look at number six, says the Medrash. Davar Acher, Ba'isa Hi Leymar. Mahu Leymar. Amar Rebazarya, Leymar Ladoirais. Maishrabinu, go tell all future generations. Sheyiyu Mispalulin Bishas Hatsara. That whenever you have difficulties in life, you should always daven. Why? Sharei Moshe. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, even though God told him, don't cross the Jordan, he began to pray. Says Gemara, you know what beautiful lesson you learned from Moshe Rabbeinu? That whenever a person has difficulties in life and things are not going well, you know, the stocks are stagnant, they're, you know, they're not going up, and you're not getting the interview you wanted, and, uh, you know, they're not listening to you at home, and... You know, your rabbi is not giving you enough honor. Your balabatim are, you know, they're not treating you right. Whatever it is. You got to daven. Whenever you have troubles in life, that's what you learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. That when you have a problem, you got to daven. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. This is what, this is the source in the Torah that you learn out. That when things are not going right, you daven. You learn that from Moshe. Rabbi said this should be the last place in the whole Torah to learn out that when things are not going well, you should daven. You know why? He doesn't get his answer. Because what did Hashem say to Moshe? Moshe Davis, Hashem said, keep your mouth closed, I don't want to hear another word. Oh, what a beautiful source. <laughs> that when things are not going well, you should daven, right? Here, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, please, I want to go into Eretz Yisrael and see your beautiful land. Hashem says, quiet, don't order another word. Oh, and this is the beautiful source in the Torah, that when things are not going well, you should daven. I mean, you couldn't have picked the worst source. First of all, does anybody know how many tefillos does Moshe Rabbeinu daven? 515 tefillos. You take a look at the Medrash, in number 10, the Medrash says, How do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu daven 515 times? Because the Pasuk says, The numerical value of Es Hanan is 515. So just think about what's happening here. Right? The Chazal say, you know, what should a person do when things are not going well? Oh, do what Moshe did. What did Moshe do? He davened. And 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 he didn't stop davening again and 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 again. And Hashem is standing there like, you know, ha ha ha, look at that guy. He keeps on davening. I can't wait to tell him, right when he's about to get up to the tefillah that might have do something, I'm going to tell him, don't utter another word. It's like Chinese torture. 
Right? That's, what, that's what's happening over here. Because Hashem tells Moshe, if you're going to utter the 516th tefillah, I'll have to answer you. So don't say the 516th tefillah. So, so what's Hashem doing? He's basically standing by, watching Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, kill himself. And then when he's, a, when he's about to dive in the tefillah that might do something, Hashem says, oh, 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 right, stop, stop. No, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Moshe, no, but I want, no, don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, this is the source that a person should dive in the Isara. The one time where Hashem basically allows Moshe to kill himself until he gets to the brink of where his tefillah might accomplish something. And then Hashem said, no, don't say it. Now, Rabbi Isai, yeah. There's a photo of that. Also Tfilah, Shira, Tfilah, it's on the row 515. So what's going on? This is the source that a person should daven the eighth star from Moshe Rabbeinu who wasn't, daven, who wasn't listened to? If I were to ask you, when we have this Tfilah in this week's parasha, the Moshe Rabbeinu daven, he said, Ebrona, please let me cross over Ve'era, and I should see Esar Tatoi Ve'ahazah, um, right? Ebrana v'eres aretz. Hazor. Ebrana v'eres aretz hatoyva asher be'ever hayardain ha'har hatoyv. This tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu that he wants to cross over and see the yardain. Which number tefillah was that? Must have been five hundred fifteen. That must have been the five hundred fifteenth tefillah, and Hashem said, "No, no, stop right there. Don't say one more. Don't say the five hundred sixteenth." Says the Chassam Sofer, no, we got it wrong. This tefillah that the Torah records, this tefillah the Torah records is not the 515th tefillah. This is the 516th tefillah that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to say and was thinking to say and was about to say and wished he could have said but he didn't say it because Hashem said, don't say it. So says Achsam Sofer, you learned in first grade and second grade and third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade and seventh grade and also in the shul that you went to last year that this was the 515th tefillah. No. Vo'es Hanan itself is numerical value 515. But this tefillah that the Torah records is not the 515th tefillah, it's the 516th tefillah that Hashem said, don't say this tefillah. Because if you're going to say those magical words, then I'm going to have to answer you. And from here we see a person should always dive in when things are not going well, because you see that this tefillah, if Moshe would have said, Hashem would have answered. I mean, come on, it doesn't really answer the question at all. I mean, still, you could still ask a number of questions over here. That, um, by the way, tonight's shir, the majority of the shir comes from a sefer, Likute Mamarim Shvile Pinchas, who is a very popular Baldarshan in Eretz Yisrael. He's actually the uh, leader of the Koilalim of the Belzer Chasidos. We've quoted him in the past, um, and you could uh, actually get his weekly drasha in Hebrew and English. Um, Website. Yeah, thank you. What? Okay, but here, the source to Davin at the time of Sarah is where Hashem told Moshe, you know, no. Don't even, not only did Hashem not answer Moshe, Hashem said, I don't want to hear it out of your mouth. So, first of all, we want to know if Hashem did not answer the first 515 philos of Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the source that when things are going bad, you should daven? If anything, to me, this is a source that when things are going bad, you shouldn't daven. Because here, look at Moshe Rabbeinu. Things were going bad, he davened 515 times, and each time, guess what Hashem said? No, 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 no. So this is the source that you should daven be Sarah. Had Moshe Rabbeinu davened his head off, and every time Hashem said no. Number two, does that make any sense? That Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest human being who ever lived, he davened for something 515 times, and every time Hashem said no? I mean, does that sit well with you? That Moshe Rabbeinu, he's sitting there davening to Hashem. He's given his whole life for Klal Yisrael, and every time he davens, God says no, and to top it off, the cherry on top is, when he's about to say the one tefillah that could help, Hashem said, I don't even want to hear it. Not only is the answer no, don't even say it. 
What were they? I don't know. Whatever it was. That's beyond the scope of tonight's lecture. In other words, I don't know. <laughs> right? What? Yes. It's possible that it's progression, not repetition, that he was working up towards something that would have been the process of the table, the progression is this tefillah that the Torah records that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say? Why is the Torah recording a tefillah that God told Moshe Rabbeinu not to say? Right? In other words, this tefillah is not the 515th. It's the 516th Moshe wanted to say, and Hashem said, don't say this tefillah. So why do we need to know a specific tefillah that Moshe wanted to say and Hashem told him not to say? Okay. We come to a most amazing Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Masech Psachim number 12. There's a Pasuk in Sefer Yeshayahu, Parak Bez, Pasuk Gimel. Many nations will go, and they'll say, We will go up to the mountain of God, to the house of the God of Yaakov. In other words, one day the Goyim will say, we want to go to the Beis HaMikdash, which is called the House of Yaakov. So the Gemara wants to know, why is the Beis HaMikdash called the House of Yaakov? What do we have against Abraham and Yitzchak, you know? They're probably going to get insulted if they read this Pasuk. The Goyim are going to say, we want to go to the House of Yaakov. You know, what do we have against Abraham and Yitzchak? Says the Gemara, Eleke Yaakov, Eleke Abraham and Yitzchak? It's the Beis HaMikdash is the house of the God of Yaakov, not the house of the God of Abraham Yitzchak. Says the Gemara, a very interesting comment. The Beis HaMikdash will not be called the name that Abraham called it, mountain. Shenemar, how do we know Abraham called it a mountain? Asher Yomar Hayom Bahar Hashem Abraham said about Haramaria, it will be said that God appeared on the mountain of God. The like Yitzchak, not like Yitzchak Shekasev by Sada, that Yitzchak called it a field. Shenemer, like the Pasuk says, by Yitzchak Yitzchak Lasuach Vasada, Yitzchak went out to pray in the field. Elok Yaakov, they're going to use the name of Yaakov. Yaakov called it what? Bayis. Shekaru Bayis Shenemer, by Yikra Eshem Hamakaimahu Beisel. Yaakov calls the Beis Amikdash Bayis. Avraham calls it. Har, mountain. Yitzchak calls it Sadeh, field. Yaakov calls it Bayis, house. What in the world is the Gemara talking about? First of all, Yaakov calls it mountain? Oh, what kind of, I mean, what was he thinking? Why is it basically called a mountain? Yitzchak calls it a field? What kind of name is a field? And Yaakov calls it a house? Okay. We're about to listen in on a conversation between two individuals that one may never have thought they even met or even spoke. But this is a most fascinating conversation that two great gedolim had. It's a conversation between Reb Aro and Mibelz, the Belzer Rebbe, and Reb Chanan Wasserman. Hashem Yimkam Damai. Reb Chanan, one of the gedolim Lita, right? One of the uh, great Rosh Hashivas of pre-war Europe. And Rav Aaron Belzar, one of the great admirim of Hasidus, pre-war Hasidus. And they're having a conversation. And what are they talking about? They're talking about Beis Hamikdash Shamala, the heavenly Beis Hamikdash. We have a tradition. We say, Yerushalayim Habenuya, Keir Shechubra Layachta. Yerushalayim is like the city that's attached to it. What city is attached to Yerushalayim? You go to Yerushalayim today, there is no. It's not like Dallas and Fort Worth, right? Sister cities. There's no city attached to Yushalayim. What does it mean and tell him that Yushalayim has a city attached to it? Says the Gemara, Yerushalayim Shalmala Mechuber Keneged Yushalayim Shamata. The heavenly Jerusalem corresponds directly to the earthly Jerusalem. And we have a tradition based Hamikdash Shalmala. The heavenly based Hamikdash corresponds to the earthly based Hamikdash. And they were discussing the following Medrash. 
The Medrash tells us who built Beit HaMikdash Shomala. Who built it? Who built it? What did they do? They went to Home Depot and they got some, you know, foreigners on the, you know, for cheap labor and they brought them up to Shomala. Shomal gets a chiram. What? The Beit HaMikdash Shomala. Who built the Beit HaMikdash Shomala? Oh. <laughs> Says the Medrash, God came with his camp. He built the first wall. Avraham came, he built the second wall. Yitzchak came, he built the third wall. Yaakov came, he built the fourth wall. Moshe Rabbeinu built the roof. Got that? Okay, you're going to be tested later. Avra, Hashem built with his camp the first wall. Avraham built the second wall. Yitzchak built the third wall. Yaakov built the fourth wall. Moshe built the roof. Explains the Mikubalim in the following way. This is what Rabbi Aaron Mibelza told Rabbi Chanan God came with his machana. Take the word machana. Mem, ches, nun, hey. What is the numerical value of machana? Mem is 40, ches is 8, 48. Nun is 50, 98. Hey is 5, 103. The first wall of the Beis HaMikdash was built by the machana of God, 103. Who built the second wall? Avraham. What did Avraham call the Beis HaMikdash? Remember this, Rachamim, this part? Avraham called the second base Hamikdash the, the base Hamikdash what? Har. What's numerical value of Har? 205. 205. But we know a numerical value you could add one. Imha Koila. Right, by the way, we learned this out from Rashi on this week's parish. It's not a it's a real thing. Rashi Vinoishantem, we'll talk about it later. Har is two oh five. Two oh six. Two oh six. Machane was what? Machane. 103. 103. Har is the second wall. 206. Double Machane. Yitzchak comes along, he calls Beis HaMikdash Sadeh. What is the numerical value of Sadeh? 309. 309. Sadeh. Sin, sin, 300. Dalit, 4. Hey, 5. 309. 103 times 3. Okay, the first wall, Machana, 103. Second wall, Har, 206. Third wall, Sadeh, 309. Yaakov Avinu comes and he builds the fourth wall. Bias. What does he call the base HaMikdash? Bias. What's the numerical value of Bias? 412. That's the fourth wall. Who comes and puts the roof down? Moshe Rabbeinu. How? Vo'es Hanan. How many is Vo'es Hanan? 515, 5 times 103. Okay, it's Mamish half love of fella. The first wall, Machane, is 103. Not bad, right? First wall, Machane. The first wall, Machane, is 103. The second wall, Har, is 206. The third wall, Sadeh, 309. The fourth wall, Bayez, 412. Moshe Rabbeinu comes and puts down the roof. 515. So was Moshe Rabbeinu answered or was he not answered? Of course he was answered. Moshe Rabbeinu davened 515 tefillos. Now one of his tefillos went in vain. Every single tefillah was answered. How was it answered? He built the Beis HaMikdash through his 515 tefillos. So you'll ask, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to daven another 515 times? Why couldn't he just add 103? Because... When you put a roof on something, it, the roof connects all five parts. So it's not enough just to dive in 103 times. You need to dive in 103 for the roof and for each of the four walls. The roof connects all the parts of the... So Moshe Rabbeinu, was he answered or was he not answered? He was answered. answered. And that is what the explanation for the Chassam Soifer. That of course, you know where the source of the Torah that you should dive in at a time of Tzara is? Moshe Rabbeinu. But you'll ask, what do you mean Moshe Rabbeinu? God said, no, 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 no. No, wrong. God said, yes, 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 yes. Every tefillah of Moshe was answered. Then Moshe Rabbeinu says, let me dive in one more. One more. Because after I've built Beis HaMikdash Shemala, while I'm at it, let's build Let me build Beis HaMikdash Shemata. Hashem said, no, we're not ready for Mashiach yet. We're not ready for Mashiach yet. But the source in the Torah that a person should daven be aced tzara is from Moshe Rabbeinu. What do you mean by Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't answered? He was answered. And he was answered, yes. Every tefillah Moshe 
uttered, was answered in the affirmative. Okay, now we're going to add one prat to what we just said. Rashi and Toysvis in Mesech the Sukkah say the following. Okay, raise your hand if you want Mashiach to come. Okay, okay. The third base Hamikdash. Who's going to build it? Who's going to build it? It's going to come down from heaven, right? That's what, right? That's what we learned in kindergarten, remember? That the third base Hamikdash is going to come down from heaven. Right? That's what we say, a fiery base Hamikdash. By the way, this is not just, this is true. This is absolutely true. Rashi in Masech Sukkah, look at number 15. Rashi tells us, Avom Mikdash Ha'asid Sha'anu Metzapin, the third base Hamikdash that we hope for, Banoi Umeshuchlalhu, is built and completely formed, Hu it will be revealed from heaven. In other words, when Mashiach comes, everyone's going to stand back, you know, take out their cameras, and the, and the Beis HaMikdash is going to pop down. That's what Rashi says. Okay, something like that, yeah. By the way, Toysus also says that. Toysus says, you have to say like Rashi, the third Beis HaMikdash is not going to be built, it will be revealed. It will come down from heaven. That's what Rashi and Toysus said. Comes along the Aruch Laner, Aruch Laner of Yaakov Etlinger, one of the Gedolei Hoachreinim, and the Yaakov Etlinger says, no, no, this sound, this is, nah, nah, come on, the third base Hamikdash is going to come down from heaven? That's not what the Ramam says. The Ramam says, in Hilchos Malachim, look at number 17, Hamelech, Hamashiach, Asid, Lamoid, Ulahachsir, Malchus Beis David, the king of Mashiach, he's going to return Malchus Beis David, Ubayna Mikdash! He's going to build the base on Mikdash. It's not going to come down from heaven. The Mashiach's going to build it. And in fact, the Gemara in Sukkah, Andaf Nun Beis Amid Beis says, Vayareni Hashem Arba Charashim, there's a Pasuk in Zechariah, that God showed Zechariah four craftsmen. Who are the four craftsmen? One of them was Mashiach ben David. One of them was Mashiach ben Yosef. Says Rashi, why are they called craftsmen? Because they're going to build the Beis HaMikdash. Ask the If the Beis HaMikdash is coming down from heaven, then what do you need them to be big craftsmen for? They don't have to do anything. They just got to watch it pop down. What's the Gemara saying? That Mashiach is a big craftsman. He doesn't, get, he doesn't have to do anything. Says the Arach Laner, let me tell you a little secret. Arach Laner says in number 20, Rashi is correct, Tysus is correct, the Ramam is correct, and the Gemara and Sukkah is correct. How could they all be correct? Who's going to build the base of Mikdash? Is it going to come down from Shemayim, or are we going to build the base of Mikdash? Says the Arach Laner, everyone is right. The same way a Jewish body, a Jewish person, has a guf and has a neshama, has a body and a soul, the Beis HaMikdash will be built through human hands, by the Melech HaMashiach, through the four craftsmen. But, when the Beis HaMikdash is built, at that point, the heavenly Beis HaMikdash will descend into the physical Beis HaMikdash as a soul fills the body. The Aruch Laner of Yaakov Etlinger. Okay, take a look at number 20. About ten lines down, because the Aruch Laner says if the Beis Hamikdash is just going to pop down from heaven, what do we daven? We should daven it should be built. We should daven sheyigala Beis Hamikdash. It should be revealed. Says Aruch Laner, it will be built and it will be revealed. How is that possible? Definitely, when Mashiach comes, the base Hamikdash will be built through human hands. And that which it says, Mikdash Hashem, that it will come down from heaven. Who base Hamikdash Ruchani? That's referring to the spiritual base Hamikdash. Sheyavai Latoich base Hamikdash that will enter the physical edifice. Hanivne Gashmi Kineshama Betoichag. Very interesting, amazing explanation that the physical base Hamikdash we will build. And then after that, the spiritual basement will fill it up like a soul fills a body. So it comes out. Who built the Besamikdash Shamala? The Avos. The Avos. Who gave it the final touch? Moshe Rabbeinu. With what? With the Tfilah of Eschanan, 515 Tfilos. But then Moshe says, you know, 
once I've prayed for Beis HaMikdash let me daven to be able to build Beis HaMikdash Mata. To which God says, no, we're not ready for that. Don't say that to you. Don't say that to you. No, that's important. If it was building, it was getting connected? Yeah, if, 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 if Moshe Amin would have built it, we have a tradition, it would never be destroyed, and the Beis HaMikdash would descend, and that would be the, the rest of this history. So neither one, the, the first and the second were connected? No, it didn't descend. The Shekhinah was there, but we didn't have this concept yet. Okay. So very interesting, very interesting. So now we've explained why the source in the Torah to daven at a time of difficulty is because Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was not rejected, it was accepted. But we still are not exactly sure why if Moshe Rabbeinu didn't daven this tefillah of Vaischanan, right? He didn't daven the 516th tefillah. Why is it in the Chumash? Why is the Torah writing about a tefillah that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to say and he didn't say? Okay. Very interesting. We say, V'haya bayayim ha'hu. It will be on that day. Right? You know the song? 1915. God will blow the big shofar. The people who are lost in Egypt, they'll come back for Hishtachavul Hashem. Who are these people who are lost in Egypt? You know, get them a GPS or something. Who are these Jews who are lost in Egypt? Who are they? Why are they still lost? They're still lost? Who are they? They never get Says the Bnei Yisachar, we have a tradition, What percent of Jewish people left Mitzrayim? 20%. The other four-fifths are Fardarbin. Right? You know what that means? They're lost. They never got, they died, they died in Mitzrayim. They died in Mitzrayim. When Mashiach comes, they're going to leave Mitzrayim. They're going to leave Mitzrayim. By the way, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar tells us that the 42 Masais in Parshas Masai, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again, right? From here to here. So, where are the 42 Masais? May Rivla, Lashcha, right? I don't know. They're different than the 42 Masais. What? Chashmina is the 25th, right? So they made 42 stops. From here to here, from A to B, B to C, C to D, right? And here, back and forth. Says Babinu B'chayi, we know that how the way that Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim is the paradigm, is the pre-enactment of the way the Gula HaSidah will be. And if when we left Mitzrayim, we made 42 stops, then when Mashiach comes, we're going to make 42 stops in the desert before we get to Eretz Yisrael. We need 42 stops in the desert. We're not in the desert, we're in America. You know, what do we have to go to the desert for? So, the Kutim Aram explains, if the 80% of the Jews, they died in Mitzrayim, and when Mashiach comes, they're going to leave Mitzrayim, they're going to leave Mitzrayim in the same exact way that the 20% left Mitzrayim the first time around. How are they going to leave Egypt? The same way, like Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, they're going to make the same 42 stops. Rabbi Isai, and who's going to take them out of Mitzrayim? Moshe! Moshe! By the way, the Zayar says in many places, he quotes, who is going to be Mashiach? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu. I, what do you mean, Mashiach has to come from David HaMelech? So we already learned once, Arachayim HaKadosh in Parashat Ayichi asks this question, and he says it's not a question. Moshe Rabbeinu includes in him all 600,000 Jews. So in him is all branches of greatness in Judaism. That's how he was able to be the Melech, and the Chacham, and the Navi, and the, um, the Levi. He had everything. He had Malchus also. How do we know Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be Mashiach? There's a Pasuk in Kohelas. Ma Shehaya. Who Shayiyah? What was will be. Rashi Teva, he says, Archaim HaKadosh, Ma Mem, Shahaya Shin, Hu Hey Moshe. Moshe did it the first time, he's going to do it the second time. Why does he have to do it the second time? He did it the first time for 20% of Christ. He's going to have to, you know, as I say, take two, go back, take out, take out the other 80%. He's going to take the same circuitous route, the same 42 Masais, 
And in fact, that is why the Medrash tells us Moshe Rabbeinu was not buried in Eretz Yisrael. So that he could take with him when he gets up with Chiyasam all the Jews that died in Mitzrayim and in the Midbar. That's what the Medrash tells us. So Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem said, what, you want to go into Eretz Yisrael? What are people going to say? They're going to say, you led the Jews out of Mitzrayim and you were the only one who entered and the rest of them died behind. So it's not right. You stay behind with them so when you get up, you'll take, you'll schlep everybody else with you. That's what the Medrash tells us. So what we're learning is that there is a great majority of Klai that never made it out of Mitzrayim. They're lost in Mitzrayim. And they will one day take these 42 Masais being led by Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the Zayar says. That's what the Archaim HaKadr says. Whatever that means exactly. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to dive in one more tefillah. What was that tefillah? He said, God, I was successful in building Beis HaMikdash Shomala. Please, I would like to be able to build Beis HaMikdash Shomala. I already built the roof with through 515. I want to build the 516th tefillah. But what did God tell Moshe? Don't say it. But we do say it. When do we say it? Says the Arizal, listen to this. Yiskadel, Yiskadesh, Shemei, Rabba, Rashi Tevos, Yud, Vav, Shin, Resh, Yosha. What are we davening for? Yiskadel, Yiskadesh, Shemei, Rabba. The Toysus and Masech the Brachos, by the way, the Dafyomi, they're starting when? Thursday? So now we have to learn Friday's daf. Everybody learns the first daf phase, right? That's not a big deal. <laughs> daf phase, everybody learns. Daf gimel, you know, that's a big madrega already. So we're going to learn something on daf gimel, so that when after you finish daf phase, you'll be able to say, yeah, yeah, daf gimel, yeah, of course I know daf gimel. On daf gimel, the Gemara tells us like this, and it's quoted. It's quoted in number thirty-seven. Rabbi Yossi was once in a ruin, a chorva. And he meets Elio Anavi, and, he say, and Elio Anavi says, well, what did you hear in this ruin? So Rabbi Yossi said, let me tell you. I heard the sound of God moaning like a dove. And God was saying, I woe to my children that because of their sins I had to destroy my base Hamikdash and burn the Heichal and exile them from, from their land. And, and this voice said, you should know, I don't say this once or twice. Every time the Jews... Davin, God moans the fact, bemoans the fact he had to destroy the base of Mikdash. And then the Gemara continues. Whenever Klal Yisrael enters a shul and they answer, Amen God shakes his head. Ay, ay. Fortunate is the king that they praise him like this. Woe to the father who had to exile his children. Woe to the children who have been exiled. In other words, somehow. Every time we say, that bestirs God, that awakens God, that arouses God to want to build the Beis HaMikdash. That's what the Gemara is telling, Daf Gimel, okay? So when you get it, after you do Daf Beis, and somebody says, you know, you know, you know anything on Brachas Daf Gimel? You say, of course. The Gemara in Daf Gimel, Rabbi Yossi said that whenever we answer, it arouses God to want to build the Beis HaMikdash. Why? Says Taisvis on Daf Gimel. You can even learn a Taisvis on Daf Gimel. Says Taisvis, Yehei Shmei. Take the word Shmei. Shmei is really two words. Shmei is shame, cool. and then Yud Kei. Yehei Shmei, the name Yud Kei, which is only half of God's name, Rabbah, we want it to fill up. We want fill up with what? With the second half, with the Vav and the Hey. Right? We know until the Beis HaMikdash is built, until Amalek is defeated, God's name now in this world is only two letters. Yud and Hei. Yud and the Hei. But when Mashiach comes, the Vav and the Hei will be added. That's why some say Geula means Ga'al. What will be redeemed? Vav Hei. Geula. Ga'al, Vav Hei. The Vav Hei will be added to the shame Yud Kei. That's what Taisa says. Whenever we answer Amen Yehei Shmei Rabbah, what we're davening for is 
that the yud k, the shame yud k, should be completed. By the way, the Torah says that's what we have in mind when we say yiskadel the yiskadesh shemei rabba. The shame yud k should be made greater. How? With the building of Mashiach, with the building of the Beis Hamikdash, the yud k, the vav and the hay will be added to the yud and the hay. Says the Arizal, Yiskadel the Yiskadesh Shemei Rabbah Rashi Tevis Yosha, right? Yiskadel Vishes Shemei Rabbah. What is the numerical value of the first letter of Yiskadel the Yiskadesh Shemei Rabbah? Five hundred and sixteen. Five hundred and sixteen. Sixteen or seventeen. Moshe Rabbeinu Davin. How many tefillahs? Five hundred and fifteen. God said, "Don't say one more." But we do say one more. What's the What's the last tefillah that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to say? Let me in. Build the base Hamikdash. What's our way of saying it? Yiskadel, the Yiskadesh. Shemei Rabbah, that equals 516. That's the 516th tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem said, don't say it, Moshe. But we say it. We don't say it. We say the Targum. We say the Targum of it. We don't say it exactly. It's like the same way we could say quietly, we say the Targum. So Hashem said, Moshe, don't say the final tefillah that my name should be complete. Don't say, Don't say it. But we say it. We hint to it. How? Yiskadel v'yiskadel shmei rabba. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I'm in between numbers. Eh? <laughs> listen to this. We learned in the Gemara Psachim that when Yaakov Avinu was a little suspicious of his children, he said, maybe one of you guys, there's something wrong here. So they said, what did they say? Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Achad. What did Yaakov Avinu say? Baruch Shem. Wait a second. If you look in the Targum Yushalmi, there are different Targum. There's Targum Onkos, there's Targum Yonas and Menuziel, there's Targum Yushalmi. If you look in Targum Yushalmi on the Pasuk in Parshas Vayechi, the Targum number 35, the Targum Yushalmi tells us that the children of Yaakov said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. And what would we expect the Targum Yishami to tell us that Yaakov said? Baruch Shem Kwein Nope, that's not what the Targum says. You know what the Targum says Yaakov said? Yehei Shmei Rabah Mivarach Lalam Olmeom. Wait a second. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says Yaakov said what? Baruch Shem Kavay Machus How could the Targum Yushalmi argue on the Gemara? The Gemara says he said Baruch Shem. Targum says he said Yeheshmei Rabba Mevarach. It's the same thing. It's the exact same tefillah. What does it mean? Blessed is the name of His glorious kingdom forever. In other words, we want God's glorious kingdom to be Mevarach, blessed, full. Which is the Hebrew of Yeheshmei Rabba Mivarach Lalam Yomayamai. In other words, Yeheshmei Rabba Mivarach is the targum of the words Baruch Shem. Now, Yeheshmei Rabba Mivarach, which is a tefillah that God's name should be complete, did God want Moshe Rabbeinu to say that tefillah? Yes. What did Hashem say to Moshe when Moshe was about to say it? Don't say it. So if Hashem told Moshe, don't say Yiskadel v'Yiskadel Shmei Rabbah, don't say Yehei Shmei Rabbah. In essence, which tefillah was Hashem telling Moshe, don't say? Baruch Shem! So we are now zoichet to a new understanding of the Gemara. The Gemara, this is what we're adding. The Gemara doesn't mean to say, Moshe Rabbeinu just never said Baruch Shem, you know, he never thought of it. Not he never thought of it. God told him, don't you dare say it. Because if Hashem said, don't say tefillah number 516, and the Arizal says tefillah number 516 is what? Rabba. And Yeheshmei Rabba is the translation of Baruch Shem. In essence, what God was saying is, don't you dare say Baruch Shem. So Yaakov Avinu says Baruch Shem, but Moshe, not just he doesn't say it, 
God tells him, don't say Baruch Shem. You hear how God says, don't say Baruch Shem? Because Moshe wanted, Rabbeinu wanted to say number 516. Number 516 is which is the same thing the Torah says as Yehoshmei Rabbah Mevarach. And Yehoshmei Rabbah is the translation of Baruch Shem. So God is telling Moshe, don't say Baruch Shem. But now we could get an understanding of the Gemara and Brachas Daf Gimel. That every time we say Yehoshmei Rabbah Mevarach, we are arousing God to longingly want to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. Because this is the one tefillah that we are guaranteed if we say it properly, we'll be- build the base of Mikdash. How do we know that? Because Hashem said to Moshe, don't say that. If you say it, I'm going to have to build the base of Mikdash. That's why throughout the Gemara, every time Klai Yisrael answers Yehosh Rabbah properly, that creates great gagu and great longing for Hashem to build the base of Mikdash. And perhaps, what? In other words, somehow the Arizal is saying that there is a, a deep-seated connection between this tefillah, this 516 tefillah that Hashem told Moshe not to say, and Yiskadel v'Yiskadel which the Arizal says has in it this ele- an element of the 516 tefillah. It's written, but this is what he wanted to say in Hashem to don't say. Could it be that Wait till the time's not right yet to say it. Uh, it's, right. We're, we're not authorized to say it fully. But in any event, the Tfilah Yeheshme Rabbah somehow is a me'ain. It's a, it's a novel. It's a, it's a, a microcosm. It, it, in some way, a touch, uh, a, a, a taste of the 516th film. By the way, the Gemara in Mesechta Shabbos tells us anyone who answers Yeheshme Rabbah Mavarach, Bechol Koychai, it says, Karn like Zardinai. They rip up his Gzardin. The Zoyar says, Karn like Zardinai shall shivim shana. They tear up a 70 year decree. So I was wondering, I was thinking this morning, you know what? It says somewhere that if you say Amin Hishmarabah, God will tear up a 70 year decree. And I, got, I didn't see it in the Zoyar. Okay? That's not where I got it from. But I was like, where did I get it from? The Torah, when the Torah quotes over the Gemara and Shabbos, he quotes it over the same way as the Zayar says it. That if someone says, Yeheshmei Rabbah, with his kavana, God will tear up a 70-year decree. You know what that may mean? What 70-year decree was there? That the Beis HaMikdash should be destroyed for Shivim Shana. Now the second Beis HaMikdash is not, we once had a shear, is not really... Was not, was not considered the real base of Mikdash. It was the first base of Mikdash and the third base of Mikdash. But perhaps what the Gemara means is, if we say Yehesh Rabba with our Kavana, God will de- tear up the decree of 70 years. In other words, the decree that the first base of Mikdash should be destroyed. This is the tefillah that could rebuild the first base of Mikdash. And therefore, Likutei Mamarim suggests that when the Shokhanach gives us a siman, it's not just a way to remember. After the Tainus of Tishabav, Tsaimu! And then Vitsailu, it's just a nice thing. First Tishabav and then Vaschana. No. After you fasted on Tishabav for the destruction of the Beis Mikdash, there is something you could do about it. Vaschanan! Add to the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu. The one tefillah that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to say. And which tefillah was that? That's 516. That's Yehesh Rabbah. We should be Zaycha that this tefillah should accomplish what it needs to, and she was also to the business and the biggest and heavy amino amino.